So, so this is a historical problem, but I think there are new opportunities. And I'm curious from your seat, how, how would you see churches better even approaching empowering women, even in volunteer roles, but also in staff roles? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. You know, we have She Leads Church coming up. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by my good friend, Katie Ard. Katie, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Nils. I appreciate it. So for the two people that are listening to this podcast that don't know who you are, uh, in, you, you've worn uh, through the years many hats. What, how, how would you describe who, who you are and what you do? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely a uh, Jill of all trades, I guess. Uh, I've done a little bit of everything. And uh, now I work uh, for a large tech company. You may have heard of it. I'm not even going to say what it is. Uh, you can Google it. If you can Google it and you'll find it. out. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free. Yes. But, but it's not yeah. Google. So I'll give you a hint. It's not Google. Um, but in the past, I have worked um, as a professor. And then before that, I worked at a church for many years. And before that, I worked at a university in IT. So I have worn many hats. And I was just telling Nils that I was thinking about taking up dentistry. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, for those that are concerned about Katie uh, leaving this space and taking up dentistry, I have talked her off the ledge for now, for now. Uh, I don't know that I've really talked her off the ledge, still, but I've tried. I'm pretty interested in dentistry, so I don't okay. know. <laughs> I mean, we all, we, we all didn't, people will always need dentists. their teeth uh, That's what fixed. I, said. I was like, people are always going to need dentists, you know, like that could be. No, I'm, I'm a believer that robotics is going to solve uh, that and replace dentists, but uh, I'll let you choose, choose your own path. Oh, it remote, think about all the times that you've gone to the dentist and they like, they're cleaning your teeth and then all of a sudden they poke the gums wrong. The robot's yeah, going to do a much better job. A robot would be worse. No, because a robot is precise. The precision of a robot. Uh, the eyes are oh, way better know, than our, our This is what this new podcast is about. It's about robots. This is, <laughs> this is the conversation uh, for today. Yeah. Katie has also written the book on church communications. Uh, so if you've not read that and you're listening to this podcast, you need to just pause, go to Amazon, buy the book. Um, and it's just an important, it's the textbook on church communications and every church, and no matter what your role, you need to learn how to better communicate. So it is a foundational read for every, no matter what, you know, if you're a senior pastor, if you're a youth pastor, if you're a comms director, uh, you need to read that book. But today we're not, we're going to veer around church communications, but Kitty, you and I were having a conversation before this, and I, you know, I grew up in a household with a single mom and a sister, and now I'm in a household with my wife and two daughters. So I, I am used to being uh, the only man. Surrounded by women. Yeah, surrounded by women. And 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 what I have seen is women that have done incredible things. My mom worked her way through, got her PhD, um, and is now a PhD psychologist. My sister. Uh, is a powerhouse. I don't even know what to show. She leads online women's ministries, yeah. uh, author of several books. Um, and I see the incredible things in my, you know, wife, uh, you know, and I have a podcast and does, you know, just great. She does great things at our church um, here in New York. But I, I am a believer in empowering women. And I think the church has often limited the role of women in the church. And, and we're not here to have a theological debate about 
women in ministry and things like that. But I think regardless of your theology of women in ministry, we can do a better job of empowering women. And one of the things I've heard, Katie, from my sister, just to tee up this conversation, is she gets tired of when she offers to volunteer at church or a church that she's new to, basically being put into a volunteer secretary role because she's a woman. Um, Is so. What's that? Or you can cook. Or you can cook. And I think that it, it that's real, though. You can take you care know? of children. You can take notes. Or, yeah, or you can cook. That's kind of like, that's it. <laughs> so <laughs> so this is a historical problem, but I think there are new opportunities. And I'm curious from your seat, how, how would you see churches better even approaching empowering women, even in volunteer roles, but also in staff roles? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. You know, we have Sheely's church coming up um, this uh, next month and during a women's, uh, you know, month. So yeah. we love to celebrate women at church communications, uh, mostly because I founded it. So I, I have felt this uh, since I was a young kid. I think, you know, when I was 12, I was, I said, I feel called to be a pastor. And my pastor told me that, couldn't be true um yeah. that I could be a pastor's wife and so I was like okay so I sought other means of serving the church and yeah. then eventually did find exactly what God was calling me to which definitely was not pastoring um but it was really disheartening I think I mean I mean I would remember going home and like crying <laughs> you know about yeah. it just being really upset my my brother actually it was funny at the time my brother was dating a girl whose mom was a pastor yeah. and she sent him home with a book called why not women mm. and it was it's an old book I think it was written like well not old but you know old by my standard I guess it was like written in the like 90s early 2000s and yeah. just talked about all like the different biblical reasons like women should be in ministry and should be yep. in leadership. And I realized, oh, I can just think differently. <laughs> and yes. uh, and so I decided I was like, I'm not going to argue about it, but I'm just going to do what God's called me to do and just continue to answer what God's calling me to answer. So, but when it comes to like specifically how can we help more churches and more women, I think here's the thing. And I love how, like, Katie Cole put it. If you haven't read her book, Developing Female Leaders in the Church, I recommend reading it. It's a great read for anyone with any theological belief about women in the church because she really was like, you've got to articulate where the line is. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you believe women are capable of doing in the church? If it's everything but preaching, Like, so they can be an executive pastor and help make decisions financially for the church, or they can be, you know, an operational minister and help, you know, operationally oversee facilities and and those kind of things. You know, we've got women in churches that are doctors and lawyers and (laughs) work in major tech companies. And the only thing you've allowed them to do is to, and well, not even just allow them to do, but you've told them that they can do is, is cook or clean or, yeah. um, or write notes. You know, I think they will, tr- women especially will rise to the occasion that they're, that mm. we don't want to bro- like rock the boat. I, th- yes. I think that's it more than yeah. anything. I mean, sometimes we do, but for the <laughs> most part, like we really just want to like, go along and, and there's been a long standing tradition of this is what is expected of women at church and yeah. so 
you know, if you don't articulate that, hey, you could serve in this capacity as an yeah. executive pastor, then they're not going to rise to that occasion, right? Yeah. So like you might have a woman in your church who's been a vice president of a bank for several years who might actually be a great fit as yeah. an executive pastor. Yeah. And unless you tell her that the opportunity could be for her, she's probably not going to think the opportunity's for her. Yeah. And so, and maybe you do believe, you know, women, women can preach and you, and they should, but if, if you don't, that's fine. Um, if you, if you don't, if you're not articulating exactly where women can rise to, they're never going yeah. to rise to it. Yeah. And so I think it's just making that abundantly clear for your congregation, exactly who can serve in these roles and, and yeah. should be serving in these roles. Otherwise they're not going to, you know, rise most of the time it's kind of like how i feel about community standards or like when i when i think about like an online community people in social media even like they won't do what you don't tell them to do yep. <laughs> so yeah. people online will only do what you tell them to do essentially so yep. like if you don't tell them you want them to you know, share or whatever, not necessarily engagement bait, but like, if you don't tell them exactly how you want them to act in like an online community, they're not going to act that way. Like by posting new pictures of themselves every week or, you know, introducing themselves or whatever. And so I think it's the same thing, like putting these kind of boundaries and expectations really does help. And like redefining what that looks like for your church. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that practically around church communications. Uh, if you're stepping into a new role as a, you know, communications director um, and, and you're, you know, basically creating volunteer opportunities or engagement opportunities, where would you begin if, you know, a woman says, hey, I'd love to help out. How do you approach her to effectively empower her in, in, in that ministry? Yeah, I think by one, making sure she has the tools that she needs, and then two, telling her that she has the autonomy and the power that she needs. I think yeah. that, um, you know, people are only going to rise to exactly what you tell them to do, right? So yeah. if you don't tell them, like, hey, like you have the authority to post more than what we've done in the past, yeah, you have the authority to come up with new ideas. Yes. You can do this without asking me t- that you can do this or like, yeah. um, or even like saying, you know, you have a budget and this is what your budget is so that they're yeah. not having to ask for a budget. I think yeah. giving them some of those guidelines beforehand yeah. helps them be more creative. I mean, yeah. now will they like want some guidance? Of course. But like, yeah. I think giving them an idea of some expectations beforehand is really critical for their success. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Anything, I mean, is there, is there, um, a a way that, that you, and maybe even for male, uh, you know, uh, leaders, how, how should they communicate differently to women than they do men? Because I think a lot of what I hear is there's a lot of things that we need to actually treat them more similarly to how we treat women or how we treat men or communicate to men um it, what are there any ways that we should differentiate that communication yeah i think being overly specific would be helpful not because uh not because you necessarily 
to, but because I think that there's been this expectation of, of, you know, not rising, of not being thought of as capable. And so I think, you know, being challenging is helpful. Giving some, like, those expectations, like I said, is, is really helpful. And defining that, you know, anything is possible is yeah. helpful. If yeah. you give them some mission and vision and tell them, like, this is, I want you to be able to think and let, let's brainstorm together. And, like, I want yeah. you to be a thought partner and come alongside yeah. me in this. Not, yeah. I just expect you to do this and I expect you to do it the way it's always been done. Yep. Um, then I think that would be really helpful. I mean, regardless, honestly, if you're a man or or a, or a woman yeah. doing this uh, job, especially if it's for the first time, I feel like having that authority is so helpful because if you don't have it, it's really hard to do your job as a communicator. That's so good. I mean, I think that that clear clearing the definitions of authority and empowering women yeah. with authority, with clear, clearly defined authority. Right. Um, is important because oftentimes I think there's an assumption made that this, you know, either the yeah, assumption I gave you the made job, that, you have authority, yeah, right? Like that's, yeah. uh, that's, I mean, you have all the authority you want. Like, I think that's like what people, it's, it feels yeah. like some other things in life that we think about, like, like clearly I gave you this job. So therefore you have the authority, yeah. like, don't you know? And yes. then like, there's some expectation there. You're both getting let down. Right. Because yes. you think, Oh, I gave you all the authority in the world. However, they think, Oh, I have all the authority up to a certain level of what has been done before. Right. Yes. Like what is expected and how it's yes. expected to be done. And yes. maybe you got hired to do things differently than what was expected. And yeah. so articulating, I have hired you to do things differently. I have hired you with the authority that, you can blank slate this, come at it from a totally different angle. Like I think giving them that is more important than necessarily anything else you can give them. <laughs> it's just yeah. giving them the authority. Yes, yes. So, so let's maybe go down the the other path of you know the Billy Graham rule in 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 churches. Um, and Billy Graham rule is, you know, I, I think it's often defined as like, you don't go to lunch, you don't have a meal or you don't have to go to a, a private closed door with a woman, but, but that's not crossed over into technology of you shouldn't text a woman, you shouldn't DM a woman as a man or vice versa. Um, how, how Maybe should, trouble, the, <laughs> <laughs> how should, how should male and female, you know, yeah. uh, church leaders interact with the opposite sex from your perspective? And how do you, how do you have, uh, you know, kind of open communication with healthy accountability and restriction. How do you approach that? I think this is this is a gray area uh, for different people, but but it's it's complicated. In I don't know, this I feel like age. the number one rule should just be don't be weird. Don't be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Good number rule number one. Don't be weird. Just don't be weird. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I, it's so funny. Like when people, I, I don't know. I don't think it was so much as great. I like I, I'm a single woman. I haven't like you know, and, and I've had business partners that are men that are married men and I've been alone with them. I've been alone with church leaders that are single married men. I've been alone. And like, the thing is like, it's not weird unless you make it weird. (laughs) Um, at least that's how I feel about it. And so I, I don't feel like the, the, I feel like the Billy Graham rule is such an overreach 
of your authority, like you're upending that, like you and I cannot be trusted together uh, because at the end of the day, we're just animals or something. That's absolutely ridiculous, I think. Um, so, because that's just not the case, like, and so I think we can all be trusted. Now, I think, you know, if, if somebody makes it weird, then it's weird. Then it has officially become weird. And at the point that that has happened, the trust is over. Right. And I think at that point, like we can set some rules. Maybe the Billy Graham rule is a good rule for you've already made it weird. Um, but when it hasn't been weird and it's not going to be, I feel like, like, let's trust each other. Let's put that, like, I mean, in the professional business world, you know, that this is not the, this is not a case. And it's really often a case of holding women back in spaces where they need to be heard. And, you know, churches are what 60 to 80% women. And all these decisions are often being made by men because they're afraid of having a woman in the room. Um, But why? (laughs) <laughs> like why yeah. are we afraid of having a woman in the room i don't know like can we all just not be weird that would be great i don't know <laughs> that's that's my that's my whole rule i guess for that. that's good I, I think this is it's a great perspective where i think a lot of people have a lot of opinions around this and i think yeah. i i do think starting with like just don't be let's start by not being weird um i i you know i i think you know the the where my wife and I and and you and I have have had meals together, and I've you know I remember talking to my wife like, hey, you know I'm in Alabama, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, I'm gonna go to dinner with Katie. You you good with that? She's like, of course. Um, and but we have open dialogue about it, and I think there are uh, times and opportunities where it is transparent, and it's open. There's not. It's when I think you get into hidden communication, things like that. And yeah. I think to your point of the, I'm defining that maybe different than weird but it is weird that's weird uh when you start doing yeah. that um, right like and i don't want to disappoint anyone right like i think we yeah. even talked a little bit about that like so it's not like you know no one knows right i don't know like my mom knows right i don't know it's yeah. so funny like i'm not like, gonna disappoint my mom and I, I, I also love jesus like you know yeah. these are all things that are really important to me so like i don't feel like you know as long as we're like both above board we're both like not being weird about it then what's the yeah. point like we're here yeah. for a certain reason we have a good friendship we have a good relationship we're learning we're building things together. And yeah. so, yeah. and we're building the kingdom together. Like we can't yeah. build the kingdom without each other. That's the thing. Yes. Like, I think we're all trying to build a kingdom without each other, without the other gender. And that is disappointing. It just doesn't work. Like, I think Jesus first went to women to help build the kingdom yeah. intentionally because he was yes. a, ma- a single man going to single women saying, Hey, I need your, I need your help to build this thing. Yeah. It's not yeah. going to work otherwise. And so, yes. And he didn't make it weird. You know, there was no Billy Graham role with like Jesus and, you know, Mary and Martha. Like he went and stayed at their homes by them by himself all the time you know? yes. <laughs> or along his travels. It said that he frequented their home. And so it's just, yeah. I don't know. I think it's interesting that we got last 20. I feel like it feels like a recent issue to me more than it. I don't know. Maybe it was always an well, issue. I guess things have changed too, but yeah. yeah, I think, I think it's a recent issue because I think we're just now, opening up to empowering women. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I would say it's an issue because we're still figuring out how do we do this? How do we do this effectively? And, right. and it, it, honestly, it's easier if we just create a, create a box and create real hard lines that we can't, 
you know, navigate right. around. Uh, but that's not, that's what that does is that actually suppresses people. Uh, and that puts a lid on, I think, uh, where, how you, how you can effectively empower people. So yeah. I think we, my stance, uh, but, but I think there's different listeners are going to have lots of different opinions. People are going to have so many gonna, feelings, Neil. It's navigating attention here. And I think at the end of the day, we, I hope this conversation brings tension to our audience and just begins to just challenge, how can we better empower women? And what are some of our chances are going to be? And are we going to hold the Billy Graham? You know, like what, what are some of our lines going to be? Um, but, but I think at the end of the day, I, you know, I think we always want the conversations in this podcast to yeah. push leaders. And if you're going to push things forward at your church, uh, that's going to be better empower. You know, you've got to get better at empowering women. And it's something that I believe every church has struggled with, no matter how liberal or conservative or Baptist or Pentecostal you, you might be. Uh, this is a struggle for every single church uh, that, that I have ever been around. Uh, and so I think it's a, a significant opportunity to just be more intentional and be more thoughtful uh, and always like, how can we do this better and more? Because wherever, have, whatever progress you've made, you probably have more progress you can make still. Yeah. And Neil's like on that note, you know, I grew up in a very conservative church in Alabama in rural Alabama. Yes. And I told you obviously about my pastor saying that, but at the same time, there was a deacon at that church who discipled me, who intentionally yeah. discipled me and spent time with me every week. And, you know, we were in the middle of the church gym, like obviously we were somewhere where we could be seen, but like if, a 12 year old Katie hadn't met a 65 year old John who taught yeah. her uh, everything he knew about the Bible and poured into her, like everything yeah. he knew about like Jesus and every question. Cause I had so many questions. Yeah. I was so inquisitive. I wanted to know about everything. I was asking about predestination, you know, as a 12 year old. And I just was like ready to like learn deeper than what I was getting fed in a Sunday school class, right? Like in a regular, in a regular class or on a Sunday morning. And if he hadn't done that, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I think about that often, like, first off, discipleship at a lot of churches besides a that's a whole different podcast. We can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Where it's not like really what Jesus intended, right? Like it was yeah. a one-on-one relationship that was very intentional. Yeah. And I had that one-on-one relationship and it just happened to be with an older man. Mm. And I'm so, so grateful for him mm. still to this day. He owns a furniture store. He's not a special, he didn't go to like theological seminary or anything, but he yeah. took the time to answer my questions and to help me find those answers in the Bible. And, helped me understand how I can do my own research and and come to my own conclusions and stand on my own two feet uh, with the knowledge that I have. And, and that was really incredible for someone, for a girl, especially. And so I'm just so grateful that he was that person. Now, you know, I don't think that made him brave. I mean, he had a daughter, he, you know, he he was a regular guy. (laughs) Like, I don't think he was trying to do anything like wild (laughs) or like, or or anything like that. I think he just saw a need and and, and met it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Does, um, uh, this is good. This is a good conversation. I think there's somebody we could talk about it all day, um, and go down a lot of different paths, but Katie, thank you for leaning into what, what can be a, a, challenging conversation uh it's something that we a lot of us have a lot of disagreements about so we just avoid it and so i think it's an important conversation 
uh, even for a podcast that mostly talks about technology and social media, uh, it this is it integrates uh, into that. And I think even we could get in, go down a path of technology and how women need to be more engaged uh, and uh, empowered in, in the technology space as well. But we'll keep it to the church uh, for today. <laughs> Katie, any two things, any final thoughts you want to share with church leaders? And then if also if church leaders want to connect with you online, where, where can they find you online? Yeah, you know, final thoughts, trying to think. Yeah, I, w- I was also thinking about like tech and church and, and women. And I was so grateful that, you know, early on in my church, they gave me a lot of media roles. You know, they gave me a lot of opportunities to serve, even yeah. when they didn't think I should be a pastor or something like that. They mm-hmm. gave me so many opportunities to serve otherwise. And what was great is that eventually that church did like license me to ministry. So awesome. I, I do want to hear like them see that there was a journey and that like God, uh, was doing something in my life and, and they felt like they would get in my way if they didn't do these things. So I thought that was a really quite That's a, awesome. quite a journey of walking with an individual too, not just because of my gender, but because of who I was mm. uh, and what God was doing in my life. But um, if you want to connect with me, <laughs> you can go to churchcommunications.com. You can always go to katieallred.com. You can follow me on Instagram as katiejallred because I felt like that was just strong, you know, KDJ all red. And you can find me on all the major social platforms. There you go. Google and you'll find her and you'll find the book. Uh, So go find that. Katie, thanks for taking the time uh, to talk with us today. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, We will talk to you again on the next episode.